Are, are we are we talking just straight up? That's my question. Straight Coke up. versus Pepsi. Yes. Coca Cola in the red can versus Pepsi Cola in the blue can. Coca Cola in the red can over literally any other cola Absolutely in existence. Absolutely not. I think no. I think there is such a difference. Such a grand Coca Cola is like way better by like ma- like four magnitudes of ten. Coca Cola yeah. is way different. And it is and better. Worse. Pepsi is smoother. Coca Cola's got this bite to it. It is that, and that's what you and want on a Coca Cola. And the bite is not good. It's very good. It's that's what you want bad. on a Cola. Why do you think Santa drinks Coke instead mm. of Pepsi? Mm. Because who drinks Pepsi? Beyonce? Branding in the eighties was very aggressive with Santa imagery. <laughs> I think like the issue I've had with Pepsi is that it like. I can't stop touching my teeth after. Yeah, it, like, it's like there's nothing on my teeth. It's aggressively like, sweet. Like yeah, that's, try, the, that's it, good. Every other cola, like aside from Coke, has that kind of cola bite to it. Pepsi really doesn't have that. It's just overly sweet. Yeah. As Christian just slams yeah. the rest <laughs> of that Pepsi what, that he's drinking. But if you're t- if you're opening it up to to products in general. That's a conversation I'm willing to entertain. To Pepsi products, Pepsi in versus Coke. That's that, okay. well, that that fight gets a little more interesting for sure, 100. percent And I like you consumed probably a thousand gallons of Mountain Dew in yeah. college. Yeah, yeah. Is I that did. fair to say? Yeah, probably close to. Um, yeah. yeah, I most thought of it I was working. Yeah, I thought yeah. I was a Mountain Dew <laughs> maniac oh, before yeah. I moved in with TJ Birnbaum. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. oh my goodness! I mean, he was bringing flavors to work that I didn't even know existed. Yeah. Speaking of straight trash, uh, I need to make an apology. Yeah, you on do. That's correct. Um, yes. Last week, I uh, very, very strongly announced my distaste for Little Caesars Pizza, and I think mostly out of the goodness of it, uh, of his heart, but also some slight spite in there as well. Hundred percent. Anthony <laughs> brought over Little Caesars Pizza uh, before we started recording. And it's a lot better than I remember it being. It's still not great. It's still pretty low on my um, list of pizza places from which I would order regularly. But that is now, it is no longer at like the bottom position. And I don't actively like, if I see a box, I'm like, oh, no, I don't want any of that. It's like, oh, pizza. Cool. I'll have some. And also one, I just want to say thank you, Anthony, for bringing that over. I mean, just... And like I was mentioning today, at the at the end of the day, pizza is pizza. So bad pizza is still significantly better than a lot of other things. So, but it wasn't e- bad. Even though Little Caesars, I said, was terrible last week, that didn't mean that it's like, oh, it's like the most terrible thing you could ever have. It's just like it's not great for pizza, and that's where I'm still kind of sitting right now. Like it is. But you enjoyed every bite this, of your little Caesars that you ate today. This is a very half-hearted apology. <laughs> well, I, I see what he's I'm, saying, but I, I don't think any of us are were arguing <laughs> that Little Caesars is like in the pizza conversation. Like I feel like it's it's more the five dollar thing, and it's like, oh yeah, it's yeah. pizza. That's huh, oh no no for no no. Five dollars. I, I mean, like you guys were defending Little Caesars, saying it was objectively good. Well, it, I'm for, saying for, for five dollars. I'm though. saying the it's price a, to taste ratio yes, of Little Caesars exactly. is maybe higher than any other item you can get right. hot and ready. Yes. Because if you're going hot and ready, something else, you, you're going to pay what, more, what, and it's maybe a little better. What are you going to get for five dollars? A single chicken tender from the grocery store. Get a uh, you can for slightly more, 
for six dollars each. So twelve dollars total. Much. You can get that's two too much. Domino's pizzas. You can get two Papa John's that's pizzas. Too but, much. But that's too much. Is that hot the, and ready? You got to wait twenty to twenty five minutes not for one of Blessings of Father Jonathan. Papa John's much. is objectively better <laughs> pizza, yeah. but it is not hot and ready. I. That's like, and it's the also pizza without has to be hot and ready. <laughs> also, Noah. you can just and without coupons is prohibitively expensive. But that's uh, coup- if the twins lost yesterday, which they probably coupons did. are regularly accessible. I they're not regularly if accessible. If you live in Minnesota, where all the teams are bad, just, <laughs> that's true. And they <laughs> lost a lot of games they this lost season. A lot of games. They did lose a lot of games, but it they is, also won a lot of games. Just objectively, like that is honestly the what, best sixty some days that you can have. Five, and are you going to eat? Papa John's, that's what? Once every six days? Little Caesars is not dependent upon whether or not the twins are good this uh, year. The best the best part about Papa John's is that, unlike other pizza chains, they actually provide you a free garlic butter cup right. in every pizza box, and a, and their garlic butter is significantly better Again, than every Papa other Papa John's is objectively better. However, it is not hot and ready. It is dependent upon Minnesota sports teams winning, which we all know you can't depend upon. I'm just saying Little Caesars you guys are saying Little Caesars is good I'm not going that far I'm saying Little Caesars is not bad and which I, I don't feel accept is, your apology I feel it is a significant you, you step you made it sound from, like you were going to well, actually apologize no, for I, your opinion of last week and because I, you enjoyed that pizza you ate it I was did. also extreme though he was also saying last week that it was like garbage and it was exactly terrible. so not bad is definitely an improvement I'm not you know we're not looking for Noah to go out and open it Little Caesars franchise, but I I respect now, his thank apology. You, now the Offside Sports Network Little Caesars franchise, it, it's not a terrible idea. It's not a terrible <laughs> I idea. I feel like, and Noah won't could, be a part of it. Couldn't we go with another restaurant that would just be like objectively? Do you think better? any other restaurant would hire us on to run a franchise? See, that, that right there, that <laughs> that, that is the beauty. The beauty that, of Little Caesars. That, but that implies, because we joke that we are not a good show. That comment right there then implies that if we are fitting for Little Caesars, that implies right there it, that they are not objectively us, us a good, good fast food establishment. Good, it's not that we are too bad to own anything else. It's just that our brand doesn't really fit with any other pizza place. <laughs> I, I think... We and are the Little Caesars of We are podcast. the Little Caesars and I of podcast. Feel like that we just are makes good. my argument for me. We are good. <laughs> but we are also cheap. <laughs> and we're hot and ready. <laughs> we are hot and ready. <laughs> and there okay, I do have to be honest, there's a small disclaimer. I did wait about 5 minutes for the pizza today. And sometimes you do have to wait like 4 months for a podcast episode. <laughs> so, so, maybe we are the perfect analogy know. for better or for worse. Yeah. But it was there was spite out of it, and when yeah. we talked about it last week, I was in my head. I was like, "I'm getting Little Caesars next, next week." Next week, we record live at a pizza ranch. <laughs> oh God, <laughs> that would be I see that is objectively bad. And at the end of the day, Anthony, I'm very appreciative that you brought pizza. Yes, I'm that glad. was very very kind of you. I'm glad you ate it, and I'm glad you enjoyed it. It was delicious. I enjoyed. It. Yeah, well, it was, it was good. <laughs> Crust left it. a little to be desired. You left it a little bit of desired. I always do. A, a cup of ranch will take care of that crust for you. But real we quick. didn't have a cup of ranch, no, did we? We did have ranch have upstairs to, in the refrigerator. We'd have yeah. to pay an extra dollar for it. <laughs> yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah. What, where were the, the garlic ranch, cups? The fa- okay. Where are the garlic can cups? Can we can we come back? Can we circle back to the fact that the ranch is one fifth the price 
of an entire pizza. pizza <laughs> yeah, that's, that's some person ahead of me got garlic sauce for their cheese bread or whatever, and it was a dollar. And I was like, man, that must be the biggest garlic best. sauce I've ever had. But it's not because it's not Papa Wands. So. Yeah, Papa Wands. All right, uh, I that think that said. was some good. That was a good show intro. It so was. we're just gonna lead right into it because we've got some things we need to talk about. Christian Today. Christian and I were talking about this and Christian made the comment is like of all the things that we thought the Cardinals would need to get in the offseason manager was not on that list for context in case I don't edit this podcast and it doesn't come out for like three days we are recording this literally hours after the news has broken that Mike Schilt has been released from the Cardinals and that it's just it's so confusing to me like usually when one of my favorite players or uh, a coach is either uh, fired or cut or traded, there's just kind of like this this immense, not, not immense, but there's like this this general feeling of sadness. It's like, oh, that really sucked. Like when Romo retired, it's like, dang, that really sucks. When Jason Witten signed with the Raiders, dang, that really sucks. With Schilt, I just, I'm still in shock. I have no idea what has happened because every... Every metric, every indication at this time last week when the Cardinals were eliminated from the playoffs was that Mike Schilt was coming back, was that our entire coaching staff was coming back. Well, four days ago, the Cardinals opened up talks about an extension. Like, they announced that publicly, that they they were in a discussion for a contract extension. Yeah, looking to bring all of their coaching staff back. And you guys may not know this. But the manager is part of the coaching staff. <laughs> Wait a second. Breaking news. It's <laughs> out of the Q4 podcast. Everything seemed fine. Literally four days ago. Literally this morning. Like there was no no hint of this whatsoever. And apparently Mike Schilt didn't think so either because he was uh, reportedly very shocked by this announcement. So something must have happened within the last few days. That just rubbed general manager John Mosellock the wrong way. We don't know what that is. None of them have really said anything. What was the phrase that he used, Christian? Philosophical differences. Yeah, said that there were philosophical differences. Well, they between... got talking about Plato is what happened. <laughs> of course. But that, that could mean so many things. And I think both men, John Mosellock and Mike Schilt, Regardless of their personal differences, because that, that's probably what this amounted to, was that there was some dispute between John Mosellock and Mike Schilt. Uh, whatever personal differences they might have had, both of them are consummate professional, professionals and will not air their dirty laundry into the media. That's just not that's not a very St. Louis thing to do. And both of these men have been with the St. Louis organization for like 20 years. So... Yeah, we're just kind of stuck here. I I don't know how to feel. Christian, you are a much more informed Cardinals fan than I am. What should I be feeling right now? Uh, I mean, honestly, being shocked and confused is kind of, I think, where everyone is kind of at right now, just because it it, it was so surprising. So, pardon the pun, but out of left field. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Good one. uh, It's just shocking on all levels, and especially, you know, it the team has made the playoffs in all three of his full seasons as manager. Um, He has a great regular season winning percentage. He's also beyond the record. He's 
known as a very good players manager, someone who um, definitely takes a great interest in his players and protects them and also helps them um, just have a really good clubhouse chemistry. Also has been an organizational man since 2004, literally has worked at every position that you can think of in the organization from scout to front office employee to manager and coach at every level of the minor leagues. Um, A guy who really is the is is the definition of an organizational man um and to have his tenure as manager come to a close in such an abrupt way you're right something something had to have happened something major had to have happened in the past week or so given all the positive reporting we had been hearing about um getting closer to an extension and the positive talks that were coming out of that so no one really knows what philosophical differences really means. Um, it could mean a variety of things. Um, you know, it was, it's been widely reported and talked about how, you know, during the Cardinals historically bad month of June where they went 10 and 17 and had franchise record lows in terms of offensive production, there was a lot of, um, there was a lot of conversations going around the team about how best to change their hitting approach to get better results. And, there were also talks during that portion of the season as well about pitching changes that were needed because the team was just not playing well in all facets of the game. And that could have been where some of this tension was came from. Um, but again, no one really knows. And so now I think that the attention is now going to turn to, we really do have to focus now first on who the heck our manager is going to be before we can even address our offseason because a manager is a pretty influential part of your team in the off season. Cause they're the ones who are kind of setting the tone for what the, for what the team expectations are in the clubhouse because he's more directly linked with the players than the, than the front offices. And so any free agent pitch the Cardinals want to make to any of potential free agents is going to have to come from a manager that's in place. And so, you know, they have, they've, they've said that they're both going to look at internal and external candidates, guys like Oliver Marmol, who's the current bench coach, and Stubby Clapp, who's the current first base coach. Both have been in the organization for a long, long time. Both have good rapport with the players, could definitely be potential fits there. Um, outside the organization, given what seems to be this philosophical difference and philosophical <laughs> shift away from whatever Mike Schilt was doing. That leads me to believe that a lot of old school manager candidates like Bruce Bochy, Buck Showalter um, are probably not going to be candidates for this position. I would be shocked if that's the, if that's the direction they take, cause they're going more of an old school direction and not so much new school analytics. Um, but some outside candidates could include someone like Donnie Ecker, uh, who is the uh, Giants hitting coach who, uh, before being hired by the Giants, spent several years with the Cardinals organization um, and is familiar with them. Um, also, some people have been talking about Skip Schumacher, who is the assistant manager for the San Diego Padres, former Cardinals player, uh, also spent several years in the minor leagues being developed by the Cardinals. So those are just some candidates that are being banded about. But again, with this news just coming out today on Thursday, um, there hasn't been any interviews yet that's going to be the next step i would think if this is going to be the most immediate priority now on john mosaic's offseason to-do list is to figure out who the manager is going to be because once they figure that out then then the offseason can really begin but i will be fascinated throughout this whole process to see not only who they interview but also who they end up hiring because that that's i think that's the thing we have to wait until we see who they hire because that is going to really be the thing that shows us what the differences were that caused them to fire mike Schilt. we need to see what different approach the new manager is going to bring because that will then tell us okay well if Mike Schilt wasn't going to do this and this guy is then that might be the reason why he got fired 
new manager is going to be more Kantian, whereas Mike Schultz is more of a Plato guy. <laughs> I what I don't understand is how you can work in an organization organization for seventeen years and then all of a sudden have major philosophical differences that removes yeah. you from the team. Isn't the organizational like philosophy? Pretty much just yours at that point. I mean, you've yeah. been also brought up by it. like the philosophy that he's he's grown over the last three years has been making it to the playoffs. <laughs> yeah. So having a winning record, making it to the playoffs, yeah. just overall being a good baseball team feels so, like a pretty good philosophy. That's confusing to me as someone who doesn't know a percent of what you know about the Cardinals. It's like why. Why would you do this now? And like you said, we need to see the the cause of the philosophical differences because there probably has to be a pretty different approach now to make this seem justified because right now it's like, well, if you don't make the playoffs and you don't get back to at least the wild card next year, it's like, was this the right decision? Was it the right decision right now? And how does it all of a sudden just... We go from extension to philosophical differences after 17 years and three well, days. Well, and, and, and whole- I think that's probably that's that's part of the speculation that's going on too. Is that there? It would make sense if if internally John Mozeliak and the ownership group did not think if if they thought that Mike Schilt was a good enough manager to get to the playoffs, but not to take the team to the next level to win a World Series. That that could be a justification for that. If they had been hearing from players in the locker or from the clubhouse, if they had been hearing from other coaches on the coaching staff, if they had been hearing from some people in the organization that they didn't feel like that Mike Schilt was the guy to take them to the next level, you have to take that into consideration. But, but there's also no indication that those that those were happening, that, the, the, that those comments were being made. So I think it's, it's still just really puzzling because you're right, Mike Schilt has been with the organization so long. He knows everyone in the organization. He's been a consummate professional. He's also just a really good overall manager. You you don't have you don't go to three straight postseasons and have a winning record in each of your full seasons as manager without being a good manager. And yeah. it's just I think right now our, our analysis of this is just going to have to be kind of incomplete because we won't really know we won't really come full circle until the new manager is hired and if any new information comes out. It, it really the only thing we know about this is that it's weird. Yeah. Everything about this is weird. The circumstances, the lack of communication that we've seen so far, because usually when something like this happens, you can kind of see it coming that or at least, you know, not that these are remotely similar situations, but the whole thing with John Gruden coming out, um, you at least got an explanation for it. It's like, oh, he did some really not great things granted 10 years ago, but still they were not great things justified. Boom. He's gone. We don't want to deal with that. That's fine. Mike Schilt has been nothing but a consummate professional, stand-up guy, great member of the community, and also just a good good manager. Yeah. Also, just kind of random, but, I mean, the timing of it is weird, too. Because, like, if it were anything related to how the postseason ended, you would have expected that to happen, like, right when the Cardinals were eliminated. Well, and the fact that Mike Schilt was fired, not only after you talk about extensions, but then also right in the middle of the playoffs still. Well, that... And not just in the middle of the playoffs, but tonight is Dodgers Giants elimination game. And so just why? Well, and because the Cardinals and John Mosaic actually asked they before they were going to make the announcement, they actually reached out to Commissioner Rob Anford on the MLB office and asked for permission to have a news conference and release the news today. Like they wanted to fire Mike Schilt today. They did not want to wait any longer than they had to. Was he going to was he going to show up tomorrow? And cause a lot of problems yeah. I mean, that they just couldn't have happen. Like we cannot have this man exactly so in our building anymore. Why did they need him gone right now, as opposed to in three weeks when the World Series is over? They're just 
something happened. That's this, the only explanation. We just we have no idea what that something is. This is a time where I do wish guys like this would be less wary of airing the dirty laundry. Because this is drama I need to know more about. <laughs> well, particularly because this is so not the St. Louis Cardinals. They're usually very much, everybody buys into the Cardinal way. Whether you think that's a load of BS or not. Just the entire organization believes that they all act, practice, work together in a very certain way. And from top to bottom, everybody's the consummate professional. Well, And so, obviously you're not going to get anything, but it's like, I kind of wish we I would. I just want well, Mike Schultz to have a news conference where he's just like, you know what? I'm going to let it well, all and out. And, and, yeah. and speak, it to speaking you. on that professionalism aspect, too, some people are really keying in on the fact that Mike Schultz was informed today that he was getting fired as the manager via phone call. He wasn't even... In, oh, it, he no. wasn't even in, oh. in, in face-to-face contact with John Mozeliak when he told him that decision. The old phone so, call breakup. Yeah. Oh, man. I'm surprised so, they didn't do it over email <laughs> or text. Hey, by the way, uh, you aren't ever the manager <laughs> of this team anymore. <laughs> yeah, Not just weird. the whole the whole thing is, just, like I said, it's, it's just shocking. It's, it's really, I mean, one, you know, us Cardinals fans, after spending a week plus of figuring out what our offseason is going to look like after being limited from the Dodgers, you know, we're talking about Back to square what, one. We're, we're, we're looking at, we're talking about what shortstops we're going to try and look at, maybe what, what starting pitching at additions we can make now. All of that gets put on the back burner for now. We have to find a manager and right. a manager who is going to take a team that won 90 games and was in the wild card game to the next level uh, and hopefully try and compete with the Dodgers and Giants for National League, for the National League pennant. I also have to wonder what goes on inside players' heads when news like this breaks. Like, thinking the same thing with the Raiders, where a player is just sitting on the couch on a Tuesday night and they see a, a news story pop up about an email from John Gruden and they just kind of take a deep breath and go, well... This is happening. <laughs> well, Practice is going to be weird tomorrow. <laughs> we don't know if they were players, but uh, Derek Gould, he's a beat writer for the St. Louis Post-Dispatch covering the Cardinals like one of the, like he is one of the main sources for Cardinals information, put out a tweet saying, it's like, yeah, several people were taken by surprise by this in the yeah. organization. So it's like, obviously it happened very quickly and not a lot of people knew about it. So something, this whole thing just smells like, it's like, okay, something happened between Mike Schilt and John Mosellock. And they're both professional enough to not say anything about it because this does seem like it's a little bit more personal than it is results-based or mm-hmm. anything on the field because the Cardinals have been nothing but successful with Mike Schilt. And we're never going to know what and that this, is, and yeah. it drives me crazy. And all the players that are like, we're going to get better this offseason, we're going to improve, we're going to practice, we're going to get this squad up to up to playing level, and now we don't know who's going to be in charge, and it just kind of happened. And parti- like- particularly trying to come back from uh, Mike Schilt was was the company guy like he has been in the organization for the last 17 years that can really shake up a clubhouse that can make people feel weird and put a lot of question marks over what turned out to well, be a very promising team so this offseason now is a lot scarier than it was exciting well, like before Mike Schilt was fired Getting excited, as Christian was mentioning, talking about starting pitchers, talking about shortstops. We were thinking about maybe going out for Trevor Story or Corey Seager. What are those other guys? Like, oh my gosh, can you imagine this lineup with how we're playing right now? But then now it's like, oh, shoot, are we actually going to be competitive? Or are we just going to like collapse? And it's like, oh my gosh, what's happening? Obviously, these guys are professionals. It won't be a catastrophic class, particularly However, not with the Cardinals. Having but- a new manager 
changes a lot, especially if if it's philosophical differences about play style. And to be fair, I mean, it's not. But to be fair, the last time we had a major shift of manager was when Mike Matheny was fired in the middle of the season and we hired Mike Schilt. So and before that, this is is actually we've been blind to it this entire time. But this is the Cardinals way of just randomly firing a guy <laughs> bringing in someone new causing a lot of drama when it doesn't need to happen this way at all yeah. and no one will ever talk about why it happened oh gosh and that's you, the cardinal way. and you talk about buying in like you were saying Noah. like now you have to deal with the players who obviously he's a player's coach they're close with him and now it's like okay well why are you firing him like what's what's the deal that caused it and then that creates minor rifts here and there that you know losing widens and winning fixed so they they need to it's it kind of like the they're all in right now and yeah. the stakes are high because the last time i heard we just need one more thing and then we'll get to the championship was with the vikings and getting kirk cousins and then that train ran off the rails pretty quick see it so didn't I, run off the rails it's just very slowly moving sideways yeah <laughs> it's we are perpendicular always, to the rails we're gonna get to it later but we're always one step away yeah but that's that's for later on no. after Cardinals talk is done because I have some thoughts about the Vikings. Well, before we transition into uh, football, because I feel like yeah. there's really not much more we can say about the Cardinals yep. other than like, right. but baseball what? talk what? is what? happening baseball. because playoffs so are stupid, freaking disgusting. Red Sox and Astros, what the actual crap? <laughs> Get out of here with that garbage. I apologize about Little Caesars saying it was garbage. I, no apologies about this no. whatsoever. This is nope. about no. the worst ALCS you could ask for. Well, Maybe Astros Yankees. That say. might be slightly worse. Leading but still. into it with just the only possibility being Red Sox or Yankees coming out of that. Disgusting. Horrible. Nasty. Get yeah. out of here. Mm-hmm. And then just now. Just cheering for the NL, just like that. Yeah, like that's all exactly. Because, like, Braves beat Milwaukee, which we all saw coming. We're all, and we're all happy about. Yeah. And Dodgers Giants, I don't, I don't know. I don't want, I don't want it. But you're gonna get one of, them. And, <laughs> just, and also both of them are just they're, they're the best teams in baseball right now, and it feels fitting that one of them makes it. I'm, I'm hoping but it's if, the Giants. If we're thinking about the NL equivalent of the Red Sox or the Yankees, it is the Dodgers and the Giants. Yeah. It's fun to see. So, well, and it's I would even argue that it's more so the Dodgers and the Dodgers yeah. than it is the Giants. Like, right. I, I mean, I, just well, I want the Giants to win it all. Giants, yeah. Giants are my team to I'd win it all. I'd be fine with yeah. the Giants if, beating the Dodgers. If the Dodgers don't make it out of this, everyone in this room will be happier than we are now. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Still not not great because the ALCS well, is just I'm, I'm trash, also but. I'm also conflicted and this is a part, <clears throat> this might sound a little bit, um, oh, no. a little bit pompous. Um, if I had to pick one of the American League teams to win, I actually probably would want the Astros Absolutely. to win. Absolutely, get out Bec- of here. No, get no out of here. because mm-hmm. if the Red Sox, this were is to, your worst opinion. If <laughs> no, it's going somewhere, if the Red it's Sox, not, not going anywhere. If good. the Red Sox were to win their championship this year, that would give them ten total championships, which puts them only one behind the Cardinals for second most all time in championships. And, and if I the don't Astros want, and I don't want to have someone down this my neck. year, I will literally vomit on your couch. Yeah. Also. <laughs> As much as I want the Cardinals to have as many World Series as they can and to maintain their position as second and maybe eventually catch the Yankees because we're going to go win the next 17 World Series in a row and we're going to pass them. Stupid Yankees, man. I, with can we manager. just save the, for a, a moment? Like, <laughs> screw the Yankees. Screw the Yankees. Screw the Yankees. And the Astros. And the Astros and, and the, the Red Sox. Gosh, um, but so gross. I think I would rather have the Red Sox 
come out of this series. Yeah. It's still like I don't hate that garbage and slightly less garbage. The Astros, but particularly just with what the Astros did to the league. I know we talked about this many dur- times, many times during our pandemic shows. So I'm, I'm not oh, going to get our pretty much our only topic. Yes, yeah, was, was, was that in esports? Was the only yeah. thing getting us through COVID? Not going. So we're not going to go into that there. If you want to listen, check out some older episodes. They're great, ish. But yeah. just what the Astros did to the sport of baseball. I mean, it feels weird, like being this mad about cheating because it's just a game. But at the end of the day, I mean, like that's all sports is. It's a game. It's there for entertainment. It's supposed to be fun. It's supposed to bring people together and get that's their minds off things. That's why we're here. So with something that is so inconsequential, why cheat? Why do what you do? I'm not. Because I'm they're I'm, the worst. I didn't mean to get this mad. Goodness gracious. <laughs> I am just like, anytime I talk about the Astros, just like blood pressure goes up, get red in the face. And I just want to yell and punch something. I don't feel that way about the Red Sox. It's like, yeah. Eh. Yeah. So you just like, like, I don't want them to win, but like, I don't, I'm not going to be red hot boiled. There are, I'm hoping worse teams. Yeah. Yeah. I am Red Sox. I'm hoping for a Braves Red Sox World Series with the Braves winning. If the Giants make it, fine, cool. We'll go with that. But I feel like I think about the Red Sox in the same way that I think right now about Tampa Bay. I'm like, I don't really want them to yeah. win at all. But at the same time, I'm like, eh, yeah. I'm, I'm am also, I going to be all that mad if they do? Yeah, probably I not. I'm also pulling for Atlanta because I really want Freddie Freeman to get a ring. That man deserves a ring. Freddie Freeman is just such a fun guy. He really is. He is. Yeah. He also is like the only left-handed hitter in baseball that owns Josh Hader. Yeah. Get out of here, Josh. Fick him, that, Josh. I, Would you Nick, say you're a hater? My brother, my brother Nick and I were. <laughs> I'm a hater, hater. My brother Nick Sorry. and I were watching the end of that game, and and it did. It, it gave me it gave me a little bit of joy to watch Josh Hader give up. His, his only a second home run to a left-handed hitter this season. By the way, that was also Freddie Freeman. Freddie Freeman's got two home <laughs> runs off Josh Hader, and it was also Josh Hader's first earned run allowed since July 28th. Yep. So, oh so that's like from now until the end of the postseason, I am a Freddie Freeman stand, and even afterward, like he's a cool dude. I like him. He's, he's, got, he's fun. This is gonna take a weird turn really quick. He's got a fantastic smile. He does. That dude's got a great he smile. He does. Oh, it is a, a frequent discussion about who is the most attractive cardinal um, in in this house. And for a while, it was Dexter Fowler. Because, one, he's not a bad-looking dude, but also he's just his smile was infectious. So I, I enjoy a good smile. Yep. Freddie Freeman has a great smile. Fred's got one. Yeah. Any, anything to comment, TJ? Why are you no. laughing, TJ? I agree. Yeah, he's got a great I smile. Agree. He's better yeah. than I'm, mine. I'm on board. Sure. Yeah. Also, TJ, you have a great smile. Thank you. Yeah. TJ's just sitting over there, just like big old grin on his face, just, just straight cheese in it. I and... love getting mad about the Astros specifically. Like, I know it's an unpleasant feeling being angry, but there's something that feels good about being mad yes. about the Astros. Right. Yes. There's, there's something it's cathartic. Let, let's say, in life, I generally try to like things. It's more fun to be happy and to like things and to well, not let things bother the you. Astros. But then it is just very cathartic to have one or two totally inconsequential things. Uh, about which to be mad and to the Astros of, and, and the Saints exactly, or the Astros and Washington, or the Astros and the Packers, or the Astros and the Steelers. It's it's fun or the to, Astros and the Giants. It's fun to just like <laughs> inherently hate something, and then like I because hate to, something in an inconsequential way. Totally, exactly, is, yeah, is the good part. Like to me, it's going to be you know twenty years 
the Astros have the next like Mike Trout and everyone loves them. And oh yeah, I want the Astros. And I'm going to be like, you know what? No, like I yeah. hope they lose every game. And every my game. kid's going to be like, well, why? And I'm like, well, let me tell you a story. Why don't I you mean, sit down? I mean, we're more than 10 years removed from the Saints v. Brett Favre's knee. That's true. And that feels like and yesterday. I am. I, Drew Brees referenced 2009 on the air the other day. And I know he was talking about it because he's like, yeah, I won the Super Bowl that year. But I immediately thought, I'm like, screw you, yeah, Drew. Like, I Absolutely just, not. Don't bring that up. I talk about my hatred for the Steelers. That is born out of a, a decades-old rivalry f- between the Steelers and the Cowboys that I was not alive for. <laughs> that happened in the 70s. But just as part of Cowboys fandom, that stuff is ingrained also the into way you who just, you are. The, well, it's like, uh, it's, the way you constantly belittle and beleaguer the Washington football team. Well, Washington oh, okay. is just trash. Yeah. Straight trash. And, uh, and But you're also a Cowboys fan, so that's where it started. And then well, it's it carries beyond Cowboys. Exactly, fandom, I yeah. think. Really, within the last few years is where that's kind of ballooned, and it but, only yeah, gets awesome. worse. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Speaking of football, we're kind of like we somehow like kind of kind of trans. That was a tang- segue. Yeah, uh, uh, we'll, I'll give that a solid what fifteen and a half out of twenty four. Like five minute segue. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Drawn it was out very segue. smooth. Yeah. Just long. You all ready for some fuba? Heck yeah! Always goal. Skull? Question mark, dude. Skull. I question so mark I, is the important. Did you say? <laughs> have, wow. Before we get into the Vikings, <laughs> did you see Dan Campbell's press conference after the game? He was so sad. Oh, I felt what? so oh bad. God. Yeah, I yeah. felt so bad. Yeah, that is for as much as we've joked about how kind of freaking nuts that guy is. Yeah, I respect that, and you can he see feels why for his players, why players yeah. love playing for him, and. The lines are so close. They're just so devoid of talent. They yes. cannot win games. It's yes. They cannot it's win games. So sad. But that's if, that's if, why that game feels like the Super Bowl. Because it's like exactly. you might actually like win a game and they're like, oh my God, we're doing it. Yeah. And then 30 seconds later, like, oh my God, yeah. what just happened? Not only do you lose that game, but you lose that game because a Vikings kicker was actually Made competent at his job. Last. Yeah. Couple after, seconds. After missing one that was shorter. That the one put that them he into this whole situation. Yes. Yeah. And and like they, the whole time, the bro- I didn't think the broadcast was that great, but they, they kept saying, they kept saying, oh, he's a risk taker. He's a risk taker. He's going to go for it on fourth down. Oh, he's gotten criticism for going for it on fourth down. And then he goes for two and they score. And it's like, I, I, I almost wasn't like mad. I was kind of like, wow. Like they, they just went for it. Like good for them. And yeah. had no thinking that, the Vikings were going to come back and yep. win. And it was kind of like, you know what? It's just one of those seasons for the Vikings. But like, wow, kind of like almost like a little kid tap on the head happy for the Lions. And then it was kind of like, ha, that sucks. Sucks. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, but on the topic of the Vikings, <clears throat> are they good? I don't think you can say that definitively they, after a narrow win against so, the 0-5 no, 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 Detroit Lions. My, my question is... More related to the whole season, not not me coming in and saying, oh, they're good. My question is is posed because we came in saying that they had a pretty mid-level ceiling and floor. I'm coming to think that their ceiling is a lot higher than we said it was, and their floor is a lot lower. Because they lost to the only undefeated team in the NFL by three points. In fact, they have lost, sorry, one point. One point. They have lost every game so far 
by one score or less. And yet they went on a last-second field goal against the worst team in the NFL. Sorry, maybe second-worst team in the NFL because we got to give Jacksonville the respect they deserve. Right, and New York, too. <laughs> well, also, how, how heartbreaking is it for the Lions to lose consecutive games, 19-17, to, 19 to 17, yeah. both on game-winning field goals, including the NFL record field right. goal against but, Baltimore? Where, where I'm, I'm coming into this is that we are – the Vikings are – I hate when people say this, but I'm going to say it. One score every game away from being 5-0, and and also one score from being 1-4, and and having lost to the worst team in the NFC. Did you... So, take out the third quarter of this last game, and I would say, yeah, like, I, I think they're good. Like, it's, it's a similar feeling I had to the Chargers last year, where it will... Chargers for the last like five yeah. years where it's like <laughs> it's like they are good but they they're just so can't close. they're good but they can't win. What is yeah. the wall? Like what's I don't I don't know. What but is it? The third quarter, I watched the third quarter and I was I was like trying to do work on my computer and I couldn't do any work. I was watching it. It was total like train wreck. It was like I can't look away from this. Well, and then the watching- fourth quarter it was like Oh, we remembered we're professionals. We're playing football game, but we're, the third quarter we're, was we're so a bad. Team, a team that I I don't remember who I heard say it, but I'm going to repeat it because I will give credit to someone else. I didn't come up with this, <laughs> but I'm going to say it that the Vikings always seem to be playing not to lose rather than playing to win. They are up on the. They should just. They're playing the Lions. Screw them. Let's yeah. win forty-two to seven. Win by Let's forty. Let's stomp yeah. them. Yeah. But instead, they're running with Alexander Madison on second and twenty. Yeah. Why you have Kurt Cousins, who has been playing like a top ten, if not top five, quarterback this season? You have Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen and KJ Osborne, who has been playing serviceably. You have an offensive line that's looking okay. Which, which is which a is monumental improvement. Way better and than what it was. Christian Derrissaw, who is fresh in there this week and looking pretty good. Why are we running on second and 20 against and, the Lions? And that's what gives me pause, is just some of the decision-making that has been going on. And then also just the last two weeks, the Vikings have not played good football. Losing to the Browns, not scoring after the first drive of the game. And then narrowly beating one of the worst teams in the league right now. I think any momentum that they had from the start of the season. But they had no gone. momentum from the start of the season because they but lost the first two they games. They lost the first two. But like you said, they were close games and particularly against the Cardinals. And then also getting a win against the Seahawks. You're one and two. You're kind of building that. It's like, okay, I had let, let's just take a mulligan on week one. Played the Cardinals really close week two and then beat the Seahawks week three. It's like, okay, cool. We're we're rolling now. Let's go. Let's let's get something going here. But now and then now are the, they are they on a roll now? Because they play the Panthers, who the Sam Darnold experience has come back. We had a couple breaks from that show, <laughs> but he has returned in full. Yeah, Darnold Panthers form. are good. Yeah. Not this last week they weren't. Well, not this last <laughs> week, but they've been good. Like they've been well, better than I expected them to be. That's, I, that's been, what I should say. They've, they've been, been better, better than, than expected. Yeah. expected but and I think, I'm not convinced they're good though. No, they've I, been playing trash teams. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think the Vikings are. I shouldn't have said good. I should have said better than I expected, okay. which was not yeah. good. So, but that's it's like this. You got because the Panthers I, this weekend. I don't think they'll beat the Cowboys. Yeah. Then after that, you've got Dallas. It, you've got Baltimore. You've got the Chargers. You've got the Packers. 
and then the Niners. So really, there's That's there's a, a rough there's rough a four stretch. week stretch. But here's the thing: this is a team that comes into these games knowing they lost by one point to the only undefeated team in the NFL, a team that, from my perspective, is looking like they could be at least in the NFC Championship game. Yeah. I think the Vikings are very much play to the skill level of their opponent. And that's um, so frustrating. It sucks because it's like it good sucks. teams good teams destroy the bad teams. They don't just barely beat yeah. them. And that's been not to bring back to the Cowboys, but to bring back to the Cowboys. This season Jason Garrett. they have played the good teams closely. They lost by a point to the Bucks. They beat the Chargers by three. And then the not so good or the bad teams blown them out. Eagles, Panthers, Giants. Panthers got a little close with just because Mike McCarthy was being Mike well, McCarthy. Mike McCarthy. At the but end of the game, yeah. that's that, that gives me confidence because last week that could have been very against the Giants could have been something very similar where they get to a, a double digit lead. And it's like okay, cool. Let's just pump. Let you know go into uh, autopilot. And no, they they went and they attacked and they finished twenty point win. That's what you're supposed to do. Blow out the bad teams. Play closely against the good teams. The Vikings are kind of like not. <laughs> They're just They're playing close to the good teams and playing close, close to, to the, the bad, bad teams. teams. Yeah. The next, I mean, six weeks streck. I mean, it also kind of sucks. I think that they don't have a buy until like week fourteen. Week seven is their buy. <gasps> week seven. Yeah. Wait. After the Panthers game, we've got a buy. Then the Cowboys game. Um, oh, it's it's just not showing up on the schedule that we're. Well, also, at. I was looking. And doing like the date addition in my head, and I was like, "Oh, there's a big stretch. There's 11 days. That's probably okay." Their buy. Well, that's like, even worse because now the buy is before the stretch of really good teams. I was like, going to say, we finish out. We I we could go into the buy three and three, and then we will come out of the buy and finish that four week stretch three and seven. Very having easily. having a positive point differential still. Yeah, what because I, we, I was just saying we're a team with a losing record that has a positive point differential. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I was thinking it'd be great to just slide in the bye week, like right after the Chargers or right, yeah, right in the right middle the of that Ravens. stretch. Yeah, the just Ravens like, are good. Take also. a breath, dude. Like, you, yeah. So we'll we see. I don't know. Chat about my Super Bowl prediction at the beginning of the season, which was Cardinals Ravens. By the way, was it? So we do need did to you talk say about Cardinals. That. I said Cardinals. he did say the Cardinals. Yeah, Kyler Murray, my guy. Did you say the Cardinals? My guy. <laughs> I'm, I'm well, still, that's not a bad pick. I'm, yeah. I'm still rolling Cowboys-Browns, baby. Until Browns, proven otherwise. After the Browns grabbed Austin Eckler, picked him up, and carried him five yards into the end zone to lose the game, I'm feeling a lot less confident <laughs> in them. Uh, no, they and also they beating the Vikings 10-7. to 14-7. Yeah, yeah, they're Super Bowl bound. If it was 10-7, no, no, but 14, yeah. Those extra four points, yeah. that extra touchdown right there. Mm. Yeah. I, think I, said, I think I said Bills and Packers. I think he did, yeah. Okay, what has been happening the last four weeks? Like, the Packers looked so trash and then, like, good again. Wouldn't that be fun? Aaron Rodgers. To just have a, like, to be able to do that? Yeah. To, like, look like we did against the Lions and then just turn it on destroy everyone? To have momentum not affect you at all. Yes. To to have Aaron Rodgers come into that press conference after the game and say, ah, it was just an off day. And then come into the next <laughs> just, week and go like four touchdowns, no interceptions, just because he can. Yeah, yeah. Have him say that. Oh yeah, it was just an off day. 
and you believe him. It's like, you're oh, like, right. oh, and he's so telling that, the truth. So that yeah. was just an off day, and you're going to be good next week yeah. because yeah. that's how you operate. Instead of the season just kind of being a series of off days. <laughs> I mean, two weeks in seventeen off really, days. Really, an off day if seventy <laughs> percent of the days are like that. To be fair, as well, uh, their four wins have come against the Lions, the Niners, the Steelers, and the Bengals. The Bengals they had to beat in overtime, so it's not like they're also, beating. Okay. but still, it's like like we just talked about. You, like they're you supposed to stomp the bad teams they're beating but, the teams they should beat but that's the, so like they beat the Niners 30 to 28 they beat the Steelers 27 17 they beat the Bengals 25 22 in overtime they're not stomping them I they're also playing do want to talk about the kickers this season that I was that. so happy to be watching that Bengals Packers end of the game from a third party perspective mm-hmm. like I was just like I want everybody to miss this is hilarious <laughs> and the best part about it and I, I, I didn't feel bad. Maybe I was just in a mood on Sunday. But when the Bengals kicker missed it and then celebrated, oh my I was almost crying laughing. I thought that was so that funny. That might be the best moment in the NFL my, so far this week. My this first oh, yeah. question was, wait, if you hit the flag, is it is it like a foul pole in baseball where it's in all of a sudden? Because he's celebrating and then he looks and he's like, Oh, what? Well, you, and I'm like, you, you're an idiot. That's you hilarious. Watch the video. He he celebrates and he's got all the guys like around him. And then one of the linemen like runs in and like grabs him by the chest plate and turns him around with a very serious look on his face. And the kicker's face just like drops. And they're like, oh, he didn't know. Oh, he didn't realize. That is, just makes it so much funnier too. Oh my God. And I, one of my uh, colleagues who I work with is a huge Packers fan. And I was like, this is what it's like. So how's it feel? every week? Except we lose those. Yeah. Games. Except we except don't end up winning. You, yeah. You had that feeling and then you won. We Our, have that feeling in a playoff game and we lose. How does okay? your kicker miss three consecutive overtime kicks and you still win the game within That's ridiculous. like seven minutes of each other too? Like yeah. it was just also, all packed into one. How are either of those coaches still running the field goal unit out to kick? <laughs> like at that point, I'm just like Aaron Rodgers. It's fourth and. 10 go for it lob it yeah because what's the worst that's going to happen we're going to be the same spot anyways they exactly. pick it off in the end zone oh that's positive field position for us yeah also if there's any quarterback you trust with a hail mary it's aaron Rodgers, right. the best yeah. hail mary quarterback yeah but the packers won that game much to the disappointment of everyone in this room mm. yeah i i don't know the nfc north is really interesting because we have the packers who i think are good but we'll I don't know what their schedule looks like. I don't know who they play. Let's see. If they, what's the um, when's the first game they play that's actually against the They got the Bears this week, <laughs> Washington football team. They've got the Cardinals. Uh on So that'll be the first the, test. Yep. Yeah. And they got the Chiefs. What's going on with the Chiefs? They're bad, dude. They're Def- bad. Defense is bad. Yeah. They're bad and also th- this happens to every good offense unless you're Tom Brady that the the league just figures you out. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> it Bless you. That was aggressive. <laughs> Eventually, it doesn't mean Magic Mahomes is bad. It doesn't mean that he's lost his magic or lost his touch or he's not good anymore. It's just that it's the same thing that when Mike Zimmer introduced the double A gap nickel, no one could stop it. Mm-hmm. And now everyone in the league runs it yeah. and it works okay because and everyone figures out how to stop it. And that's where the great quarterbacks, like yeah. such as, you know, Peyton Manning, Tom Brady. If Patrick Mahomes is one of them, he'll do it. You figure it out. You adjust, and yeah. you keep moving forward, and you reinvent yourself and as you go every along. Every good quarterback 
has off years where the league figures him out and then he comes back the next exactly. season. Well, Plus, Patrick Mahomes doesn't look well, the, bad by no. well, yeah. And if you think about the fact that Tom Brady's been in the league for 20 years and has six Super Bowls. So, seven. Sorry, seven. seven, no, seven. Yeah. So, still less than 50% of the years he comes in, the league does have his number. <laughs> well, and, and, and the one thing... And I mean, that's, it's an optimistic way to look at it. <laughs> well, one thing, one thing, too, with the Chiefs is that I think the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers exposed one good way to prevent... Blitz. Yeah. yeah All the, blitz. And, 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 well, no, Just 100% of the time. Well that's, well, that's the thing, is that Patrick Mahomes eats the blitz for breakfast, and so that's why the Buffalo Bills and their, and their trouncing of the Chiefs last Sunday... They bl- on 65 defensive snaps, they blitzed exactly one time. And they stayed back, and Tyreek Hill couldn't win a foot race out in the out, out in those sides of the field. Travis Kelsey was bottled up on the middle of the on the field. There, he had nowhere to go, and he could he would not dink and dunk. He would not take short short completions. He was still trying to throw it yeah. deep down the field. And that's the thing where the Chiefs line isn't good enough to where you don't have to blitz. Just generate, do enough stunts, generate enough rush from your front four, and you can mess with them. Contain Patrick Mahomes, and as Christian mentioned, blanket the field, and you're good. And the Bills did that, and they blew him out. And this is one thing I would like to bring up that to everyone who's out there in the camp still of Kirk Cousins is a bad quarterback because he has to have an optimal team around him to win. Every quarterback kind of needs an optimal team around them to win, Mm -hmm. unless you are Tom Brady. Tom Brady could literally go out there with 10 garbage cans but, and still win at least half the games. Well, even like his last year in New England, it was pretty much trash cans and yeah. they didn't do anything. And it's like, well, that's been the argument right. against Carson Wentz in Philadelphia for all those years was like he doesn't have anyone to throw to. And even he so, like, like, <laughs> la- like he's Patrick Mahomes has always had weapons and the defense has always been adequate. I feel like it's almost more defense. I don't feel like it's almost. I feel like it's more defense yeah. than it is Patrick Absolutely. Mahomes. Like you just, yeah, you can't give up forty some points and have to go score fifty every game. Yeah. And this Plus is why like, I maintain that counting wins against the quarterback or for a quarterback is kind of bad, unless right. it's wins that can be directly attributed right, right. to just the game quarterback. Scores. And Aaron Rodgers, like, I will attribute wins to because when you're down by three and there are. 15 seconds left on the clock, mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers could probably still win you the game. Right. Which is so frustrating. And that's not like you don't need a great defense. You don't need a great team around you. You just need an adequate team around you. And the Chiefs still have the pieces of a great offense. And when they, they won their Super Bowl, great defense. When they won their Super Bowl two years ago, they had an adequate defense. It wasn't world beating, it wasn't. Top five, top ten, but it was good enough. And that got the Chiefs to where they needed to go, let Patrick Mahomes do his thing, and they got just enough stops to allow Patrick Mahomes to win you the game. Now they just have a historically bad defense. I mean, kind of like the Cowboys last year. And you look at where that's going. Obviously, Patrick Mahomes is one of the greatest quarterbacks in the NFL, and so he's going to get you a couple of wins. The Chiefs aren't going to be the worst team in the league. But you're not paying Patrick Mahomes fifty million dollars a year to go eight and eight. Or I guess eight and nine now at this point. <laughs> yeah. It's I, I was just looking it up. They have scored the fifth most points in the NFL, the Chiefs have. Mm-hmm. Which if you have a mediocre defense, fifth most points in the NFL, you would expect like four and one right now. Like you, but they've they've literally given up the most points in the NFL. Yeah. You look 
the Cowboys right now, for as well as their defense has been playing, they're middle of the road. They're still allowing a lot of yards, still allowing a significant amount of points. But the Cowboys, I believe, have the it's either the second or third uh, highest ranked passing offense and total offense. And so it's like the Cowboys defense is playing well enough. And the Cowboys, as you mentioned right there, Anthony, yeah, they're four and, four and one. Yeah, they're looking really good. Well, and this is where it kind of comes into <clears throat> there seems to be this mentality that if you have a great quarterback and a good offense, you're going to win a lot, mm-hmm. which is just not the case. Defense still wins championships. Yeah, you, exactly. look, you still look every time Tom Brady has gone to the Super Bowl and won. He has been backed by a top 10, usually top 5 defense. Mm-hmm. Right. When he beat the Rams, the greatest show on turf, what was the score of that game? Like 13 to 7? Yeah, yeah, something like that. Because they held the highest scoring offense in one of the highest scoring in league history. And that was Tom Brady's rookie season. Like he played well. He played for well, a rookie, but but the defense was there. Yeah. And that helps a quarterback a lot when they don't have to I mean, do it all themselves. Those first 3 Super Bowls Yes, Tom Brady was there, so I don't want to say I don't attribute them to him because obviously you need good quarterback play to win a Super Bowl, but that Patriots defense was so good, was so good. And then you look the the other three that they won, I think most notably that stands out is the one against the Rams where Tom Brady looked bad, didn't look good at all, but that defense shut down the Rams because the Rams offense looked worse. I mean, granted, Jared Goff as well, so that's not as hard to do, but... <laughs> Defense wins championships. I always think about uh, Broncos playing the Panthers in the Super Bowl and Broncos beating the Panthers back in like the Cam Newton days and when the Broncos had such a good defense. And then when they had, when Peyton Manning threw for like a million touchdowns that one year and they went and played Seattle and got destroyed, Seattle defense. And then every... Reading the hand signals. Yeah. Well, that's, but also like, it, it's just so stark. I mean, look at last year. Like, did, was Tom Brady great offensively? Like, I mean, he did what he was supposed to do, but Patrick Mahomes was literally running for his life. <laughs> so I, it's just like, I mean, obviously us four sitting here are not f- discovering something that no one no. else has discovered, but still it's like you, the chief that Patrick Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes, but he can only do so much. Yeah. Honestly, it feels like it. I mean, I feel like if you just go into the, the Chiefs front office and say, hey, guys, spend some money on defense, they'll be like, wait a But we have second. Patrick Mahomes. What? Yeah. It's the same Probably thing I think that's happening left. with the Vikings. We're like, spend some money on the offensive line. Well, well we have we have a good defense and Kirk Cousins and Adam <laughs> Thielen. Why, but, would we, why would we need a good offensive line? <laughs> really random. Um I was listening to a Cowboys podcast. Um, of course you were. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you would ago. do that, Noah. <laughs> and they were talking about the upcoming, because they, they've got the Panthers game, or not the Panthers game, the Patriots game this weekend, then by week. Win by a lot there. <laughs> and then Vikings game after that. Wait, are the Vikings and the Cowboys coming into that game off a of bye? Yes. Oh, boy. Ooh. Oh, that's spicy. Yeah. Um, but they were talking... I also noticed that when we get those beeps in the headphones, those don't show up on the episode. Oh, thank so. goodness. Okay, good. Yeah. Um, but then I guess that would have made that would make it better because then people can actually hear it when we're talking about it. Now we're just talking about like non-existent beeps, and we all sound crazy. Um, anyway, there you're not. You're not, you're not gonna <laughs> this out. Not happening. They're talking about the 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 Vikings, and 
we all think here, Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, one of the best wide receiver duos in the league. Yeah. And they have uh, on this show, they have Bucky Brooks who's an NFL analyst come on and talk about, you know, break, break down some of the different teams and everything. And it's like, yeah, they've got a great wide receiver in Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen's pretty good too. Like, and so I just started thinking, I was like, oh, that, it's, it's just kind of weird. Just kind of weird thinking about um, our biases as fans. And then just objectively, because like, I, I root for the Vikings, but I wouldn't consider myself like an active Vikings fan. Like, I want them to do well, but they're not my primary team. So just like, I was like, like, huh. Yeah, I, I, I guess he has a point or something. I guess I really haven't thought about it too much but just like every minute i was like oh yeah justin jefferson adam thielen best wide receivers ever well or, what, be, well, be, one but of the best i was exaggerating the my heroes in the currently in the nfl yes one of the best receiver duos ever so just i don't know where i was going at that point other than yeah well kinda. i i think it's also too like before this i mean we had randy moss and chris carter and then between randy moss and chris carter and what we have now Hasn't been a whole lot for duos. We had, <laughs> yeah. we had Sydney Rice for a couple years. Sydney oh, Rice, Sydney Rice, Percy Harvin on Madden Ten. Boom. Greg John. Jennings. Oh, yeah. Greg Bernard Berrien. Oh, was here Jennings. for a couple years. Bernard Berrien. Bernard Berrien. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Just yeah. like weird. And people. none of them played together <laughs> for all that long. They mm-hmm. were all like it was Sydney Rice, and then it was Sydney Rice and Bernard Berrien. And then it was Sidney Rice and Percy Harvin. And then it was Percy Harvin and Bernard Berrien. Yeah, it was Then weird. it was Bernard Berrien and Vasante Shanko at tight end. So I, I think... And then what, it was... What I'm trying to get at is that, like, it's nice to have, like, a 1-2. Like, wide receiver 1-2, yeah. where it's like, yeah. Or a 1-2-3. Like, yeah, I mean, hey, it would, shut up. would be nice to have a 1-2-3. But, uh, KJ Osborne is a serviceable wide receiver. <laughs> He's fine. He's, I think... Uh, Tyler Conklin is going playing to be better something. than he playing better than he should be yeah, at this point. For I sure. Think. I think so too. So I don't know. I mean, it's they're just the Are Vikings. the Vikings Super Bowl bound? Absolutely not. Will they give us hope by maybe making the wild card and then inevitably losing it on a Green <laughs> Joseph lose, field goal? Lose three games that they shouldn't lose? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> uh but that's right. just how it goes. Yeah. We're approaching the hour mark and I don't know, I guess like doing shows regularly also helps cut down yeah, on cuts runtime. down the things that we have to catch up yeah. on. Two two things we have to touch on. NBA NHL are starting. NHL Again. started a couple days ago yep. and NBA starts in a couple days, I believe. First wild game is tomorrow. Whoa. Um, that was fast. Do we think either the Timberwolves or the Wild will actually be good this year? No. No. I mean, maybe the Wild. Maybe. Maybe. But no to no. the Timberwolves. Um, but I, there was, uh, uh, was it a couple weeks ago? Uh, Rosas was fired. So yeah, like the yeah uh, out of that was another. We haven't talked about that, but that was an out of the blue, like players. Uh, well, uh, yeah, but Cat retweeted it with like a question mark because they didn't even tell him <laughs> that they were going to do it. That is such a like Minnesota it's Timberwolves such thing a to do. Freaking but Timberwolves like, move. The difference between the Cardinals and the Timberwolves. Cardinals, Cardinals were good. have been. Not only good, but they've been adequate. Timberwolves have been garbage. So, any firing, like, any movement, any sort of personnel change randomly by the Timberwolves, it's kind of expected. Yeah, it's like, Because you're wow. just like, I don't know why you haven't absolutely... Why, why A-Rod hasn't just fired everyone? 
to well, bring in yeah. his own guys he's not, is beyond me. He's not. He doesn't have control until like I don't know when it was, but it was like a year or That's something right. after. But I and also there's a current lawsuit by some of the shareholders about the clause that they have to be in Minnesota. Right. Yeah. They're not disputing be in that. Which after he came in and he said, "Oh, don't worry, Timberwolves will be in Minnesota." And now some of the other shareholders are like, "Uh, not so fast on that one." Yeah. 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 So we're and looking at the what Seattle Timberwolves pretty soon, probably back to yeah. the Supersonics or something. But I I got really excited. I'm pretty sure I sent you this tweet or sent you a tweet about it. But it was right when he got fired. Like three accounts tweeted pictures of KG and we're like KG question mark. And I was like, what is happening? Hash what is happening? Tag Kevin. And baby. that would be amazing. If KG came back and was like the president of operations. And like now imagine if KG amazing. came back and they moved to Seattle. That would be Ugh. terrible. <laughs> that would be, that be some Minnesota, be, but that would be totally horrible. More importantly. It you is, got a birthday to celebrate. Yeah, very, very, very special birthday. It's Probably, true. Like top five. The most special birthday we've ever had on yeah. this show. It's Mr. True. Boof Bonser. Congrats. Made big, it to 40. Big 40. Nice job, 4-0. Yeah. Uh, Happy birthday to our most devoted listener yeah. and biggest fan of Mr. this podcast, yeah. Mr. Boof Bonzer. We're the devoted fans. We are the devoted fans of <laughs> yeah, right? and listeners yeah. of Boof Bonzer, yes. That's kind of creepy if you think about it. I don't like that. <laughs> but it's nonetheless, it's his 40th birthday. Yeah. Happy birthday, Boof. It's been a while since we've like had a full-on Boof discussion. It's true. I mean, he hasn't really... He hasn't really done much. <laughs> since our last discussion, there hasn't I mean, been much news regarding Boof. There wasn't probably much, good. There wasn't much news when we found him in the first place, so... It's true. I just feel like you gotta, like, boof it up once a year. <laughs> just... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Is it... And you have the bobblehead in here, right? Yes, I do. Oh, look at that. Beautiful boof bonzer bobblehead uh, from his time with, he, with the sons. He needs, like, a, a happy birthday. Going, 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 going. <laughs> That's awesome. That's because like, he was he's really good in the minors. Like this is his Hall of Fame yeah. for that particular organization. I forget yeah. which organization it is. It's the Suns, obviously, but I don't know. They're out on the east coast. I was about to say the west coast. coast. <laughs> coast. <laughs> coast. Ah, <laughs> oh, boof. Fortieth birthday. Wow. Does it just is it just me or does it seem like he should be like fifty five, not forty? Because I feel like he stopped playing for the Twins like thirty years. Well, that's ago. like Christian made the comment, or I forget who made the comment when we were doing dinner before this, uh, that he is the exact same age as Adam Wainwright. Yeah, I oh, definitely, yeah, yeah. I definitely lob him in with the group that I'm like when I think of Tory Hunter or Jason Kubel. Yeah, yeah, Nick Punto. Yeah, yeah exactly. Piranhas. Like, yeah. Only reason I bring up uh, Jason Kubel when I first Coops. moved up here, um, the church that we went to uh, would regularly do Twins games and at, at the Metrodome because they were just like super cheap tickets. Uh, and the first game we ever went to, we were like in the nosebleeds, like way back in the outfield. Um, and this very, very, very avid Twins fan was also sitting up there. And every time Jason Kubel came up to bat, he would stand up, just start banging his seat as loudly <laughs> as he could. And would just start yelling, it's Kubel time, baby, Kubel time. <laughs> That's all. I love I, people that are just like so passionate about random God, I mean, like us kind of boof for boof. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. Jason Kubel. Yeah. I had a but dream I, the other night about Michael Kadire. <laughs> now that uh, I think Michael Kadire was my guy wow. when he was in the league. Oh, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. Just wanted to share There's, that. Somewhere, somewhere, back somewhere in this mind. room, there is a baseball signed by Michael Kadire. I think, uh, I think it's on that table. I got that. 
when I had him sign it. So this, he's got a beautiful signature. Mike, oh my gosh. By the way. Yeah. Is this real? Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to come at somebody's. No, it's real. <laughs> I, I had like that, that baseball. I brought it. I gave it to Michael Kadair. He signed it. Wait, I got it back. Are you for real? Yeah. It looks printed on. Yeah. No, it's just old and a dumpy also, baseball. Also, you're. You you let me put that in the studio. You don't have that like proudly displayed at Dude, your house. Michael can die. I have a an apartment. I don't really have a place to put it. I'm I have. A I ho- figured we'd be doing video podcasts in here, so I was like, ah, I have to oh, baseball. Yeah. yeah, I feel like all of our stuff is just kind of like all over the place right now. I mean, it's organized, but it is just kind of. There's not one solid angle. Although I guess like if we did like multiple angles, it would. Maybe it would we'll work. do a video podcast. I have Maybe. I have cameras for it. Yeah, that'd be great. I've got a camera that shoots not great video, but if we need like a third angle or something. If perhaps we need another angle. We could <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> that was a deep cut. <laughs> and on for, that, for those of you who don't know, uh, another angle was our college sports talk program that we did for, what, a semester? Yeah. If even, yeah. It was. I think, a episodes. Yeah, I think we had like, what, three or four episodes? Something like that. Yeah. yeah. That was that was good. That was too big of a task for us. Yeah, we had too much on our plate. Yeah, like <laughs> calling all the games and yeah, being students. So, hashtag Romo twenty twenty. Hashtag Go Browns. Hashtag Teddy's job. Hashtag Spoof for Boof. Hashtag Kevin. Hashtag Minshew Mania. Hashtag Jolt the Bolts. Hashtag Cobb Bosses. Hashtag Kiss Carter. Hashtag Plug Me In. Hashtag Heck Off Stand. Hashtag WTFWFT. Hashtag Bill the Puma. Hashtag It Wing. Hashtag Kachow. Hashtag Hire Jacob Schneider. Hashtag Ham Sandwich. Hashtag Base Foo Basscocker. Hashtag Ohio Does Exist. Hashtag I Didn't Need a uh Hold On. Let's Pause. Hashtag Fix the Mic for Mike. Hashtag Who's Your Bad Wagon. We also have not talked about Gardner Minshew being the backup backup quarterback in Philadelphia. <laughs> backup to Joe Flacco, who's mm. the backup to Jalen Hurts. It's tough. Honestly, I have not thought about Quite Gardner a- Minshew so much that when you just brought him up right there, I didn't remember reading his name off the hashtag list. Like, I just kind of went in autopilot. I just kind of skipped over it. So I, I had to go back and like, wait, do we... Wait, ha- Gardner Minshew? Like, I, I remember that? we have a Minshew hashtag. Did I just, like, forget that? But nope, there it was. So not mania hashtag, anymore. Hashtag no. Minshew, Minshew mania. Minshew mania. Minshew mania. Minshew mania. Yeah. I mean, not as much now that he's in Philadelphia. So, yeah, it's a very yeah. calm. And there's no yeah. mania. Yeah. We're yeah. in between mania. Like, hashtag Minshew man. <laughs> <laughs> it's just an acknowledgement of existence. He's Minshew. He is man. We, we have a couple other hashtags that are just like someone's name. Hashtag Minshew. Hashtag Minshew. I'm just going to get rid of the IA. Just make it Minshew man. Hashtag Minshew man. <laughs> Gonna need to listen back to this part of a podcast in a couple months, and I'm like, why did we change that to Minshew Man? Man. <laughs> I I do. Eventually, we'll market this podcast and actually like get people to listen that aren't us. Will we? Uh, no, but <laughs> we said that a couple th- times. There is there is kind of this idea that if someone starts listening like to this podcast on this episode and gets to all these hashtags at the end, that they truly will have no idea what's going on. <laughs> That's kind of the beauty of it. Well, Maybe we'll like, have to have a podcast one day going. Okay, Minshew Mania. Okay, Kachow. We talked about cars this day or yeah, it wing. We did. Yeah. That's thing. There are. I do not remember it wing. I I just that was do yeah. not know. I'm pretty sure I asked about that from. before. Yeah, I think so. And I feel like I went back and listened to all. I know Q4 episodes. I feel like I should know these. And like I found a couple hashtags that we forgot about. Yeah. And it's like forgotten the list. Um, because 
I know spoof for boof. I know hashtag Kevin. I know plug me in. It's like m- most of them, I remember where they come from. It's like Romo 2020, Go Browns, Teddy's Job, Spoof for Boof, Kevin, Minshew Man, Jolt the Bolts, Cobb Bostis. I, I don't remember Kiss Carter. Kiss Carter was yeah. the spoonerized version of Chris Carter well, yes, I, when I, we, were ta- we were talking about him. For whatever reason. <laughs> yeah. uh, There's always pl- a good reason to talk about Chris Carter. Hashtag plug me in. Heck off stand. WTFWFT. Bill the, the Puma. Puma. Uh, it mm. Wing. Don't remember where It Wing came from. I thought from. that was from when we decided we made enough money to buy one oh, chicken. Yes. Oh, that's yes. right. We could buy one chicken yes. wing. Yes. It Wing. Yeah. It Wing. Um, Chow. Jacob, hire Jacob Schneider. Ham Stanwich. Yeah. Uh, base food bass cocker. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Ohio does exist. TJ was talking about how he just like Ohio doesn't exist. And Anthony and I needed to pro- I'm also, I've, provide this is, information that yes, they do. I'm going to have to, I'm going to cut this part of the episode out probably, but there I've noticed a subconscious thing in my brain that anytime I think about Baltimore, I, for some reason have it in my mind. I'm like, yeah, it's in Eastern Ohio. <laughs> and every time, every time I see like Baltimore on the why? coast eating crab, I'm like, wait a minute. Why is that the one you cut out? Why is that that like there have been so many other things that we probably should have got out yeah, of the podcast? So weird takes. Because yeah. that one makes no sense. Well, m- hello, have, welcome l- to the podcast, TJ. <laughs> I have literally said the f word on this podcast, and we didn't cut that one. <laughs> well, I didn't find it in the edit, and it isn't marked explicit on Spotify, and we haven't gotten banned in several countries because of it. Well, so they ha- people have to listen to our podcast to get banned. That's so fair. I think we're good. We're going to get really big and one person's going to listen to it and report us. We're going to get taken off because they're like, I didn't expect this, oh, this family friendly podcast. I was about to say the effort there again. So. <laughs> uh, we better stop before I, yeah. I well, do something bad and get us banned for, from the internet. From all of us at the Offside Sports Network and at the Q4 podcast, we thank you. For listening, be sure to follow us on Twitter at the Offside SN, and uh, tell your friends about us so that you can do our marketing work for us, and we don't have to do any of it. Thanks. Big old birthday spoof for a big old birthday boof. everything about that.